All right. So we had a, so a couple of weeks ago, we had a great opportunity to speak with the one and only Lucky Yates, uh, one of the voice talents from the hit show FX or from the hit FX show Archer. Uh, and this week, we're talking to yet another one of those great voices. She comes from a long background in improv comedy as well as theater, but you might know her better as the voice of the socially inept Pam from Archer. Please welcome the wonderful Amber Nash. Amber, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Um, I, I, before we're going to talk about Archer, obviously, but before we get started, I want to delve into your your background a little bit. You have a pretty extensive background in improv and theater, as I said. Um, mm-hmm. What made you want to get into improv? What made you get started in improv? Uh, I was actually in college. Uh, it was my first year of college, maybe my second year of college. I was nineteen. And I was studying biology and getting a minor in philosophy, of all things. <laughs> and uh, I was like, man, my life's kind of boring. I need, like, an outlet of some kind. And I, uh, a friend of mine was like, hey, I just saw this thing. And improv wasn't really that big of a deal yet in Atlanta, at least. And uh, he's like, I saw an improv show. You should come check it out. And so I went with him. And I was like, that is what I want to be doing. And so I took classes at that theater, which is called Whole World, It's still here in Atlanta. And then I took classes at another place uh, called Laughing Matters that does, like, corporate improv. And then I I found myself finally at Dad's Garage. And all the while, I was getting a degree in psychology, and then I started working in the field. And eventually, I decided to quit my job, my real job that was giving me a real regular paycheck (laughs) to become a full-time improviser. So, yeah, that's how I got started. I saw a show, and then I took a bunch of classes, and that was it. So, so you're, 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 you're telling me that the minor in philosophy was not enough excitement in your life to, <laughs> to get you by? Amazingly, I know. I thought it would be, but amazingly it wasn't. Tell us a little bit. I, I did a little background reading, obviously, when we were prepping for the interview. Tell us a little, about, a little bit about what the Doug Dank Project is, because I know you co-founded that. Yeah, that's right. The Doug Dank Project was kind of an offshoot from some of the people at Dad's Garage. Uh, my friend Renee Delafont started the show, and it's uh, it's basically uh, the form. There's a format called Armando that was actually created by uh, Armando Diaz, and it's the monologist tells stories, and then so it's usually like a famous person or someone of note uh, from from the town that you're improvising in, and then the troupe does um, improv based off of their stories. So it's all based off of uh, true stories that the monologist is telling. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I can, I, I definitely know um, that how in, how difficult improv is. I, I went to this actually this past Saturday. I went to a show. There's a comedy club in Philadelphia called Helium. I don't know if you're familiar with at all. Mm-mm. And I went to. It was at midnight on a Saturday night. I went to. It was what they call a comedy roulette. And they had eight improv comedians come out. Everybody from the crowd wrote suggestions and put them into a bucket. And then each comic had to come out, pick six suggestions, and then incorporate them into their act in one way right. or another. And or Yeah, and they, they had to go through the six suggestions. And then throughout the night, they eliminated half each time until they were down to one. And, wow. I mean, and it was – so we got a couple rounds of comedy. We got a full two hours worth of improv comedy. But you could tell there were a lot of people that were – definitely really nervous and kind of new to it so it's it's not something obviously i don't think is for everybody but um between i don't think so i i think that a lot of people are like oh my god it's such a terrifying idea to get up there and 
not have anything in go. And I think there are like certain personalities that gravitate towards that kind of thing because yeah. like doing stand up, like ter- the idea of that totally terrifies me. But <laughs> doing improv, I'm like, nah, that's nothing. I just got to open my mouth and let stuff come out. Yeah. So between the theater and the improv, I would assume just by the conversation and the way it's going, you would probably feel that the improv was a little bit more rewarding. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I love doing theater, like I, like scripted work. Our theater actually also does scripted work, but all of our scripted work is uh, created by our ensemble. So a lot of it comes from a place of improv. But I do enjoy doing improv because it's you're in that one theater with that one audience for that you know hour and a half and that show's never going to be seen again you know it's just magic when it when it all comes together and everybody's there for that one thing and then that's the end of it and it doesn't exist anymore yeah i i know when we talked to lucky too he said you know obviously he does some improv did, did you guys ever uh, i know archer probably keeps you pretty busy but you ever think about doing a little bit of touring with it i know like archer live uh went around but like touring with the the improv aspect of it Oh, yeah. Actually, I've been touring, uh, doing improv shows for years now. I've actually been all over the U.S. and Canada, and I've done three, four European tours. And so, actually, our theater actually tours quite a bit. And I was doing that a lot before I even started doing Archer. Uh, and Archer is actually not nearly as time-consuming as you might think. It's actually <laughs> the easiest job on Earth. <laughs> like, doing voice work is, like, the easiest. I have to go in once every two weeks for like 30 minutes. So it's not a time consuming job by any means. And if I'm gone, like I've actually recorded in from Canada, like I've recorded from from all over the world because they're like, yeah, just find the studio and we can record you anywhere. Yeah, oh, that's so cool. Uh, the, I mean, my, the main reason I asked that is because I, I want you guys to come up to Philly and do like an improv show up here. I think that would be uh, one of the most totally. things. Yeah, well, I got to so find cool. out who these helium guys are because there's so lots of uh, theaters have tournaments or festivals, and they'll bring in groups from other cities. And we've been all over the place, but we don't have a contact there. So I'll oh. have to get that information think- and then. I can. Like, hey, bring I was going to say we might have. I, I actually know the contact at Helium, so I could definitely get you that information when we're you know down the road. So because Helium is yeah for sure, and then Lucky and I could come up and do an improv show for you guys. Oh, that would be yeah, fantastic. Because awesome. <laughs> I've I've been to Helium quite a few times, and it's it's a great club. It's it's one of the things that you would. It's it's pretty much what you would want because we've talked. I've talked to a number of comedians who have performed there. I've had friends that have performed at open mic nights there, and they are. It, it, I've been told just from numerous comedians that are there, it is what you would expect out of a comedy club. I think the stage is That's a little great. small, but yeah. But I mean, from what I understand, it's it's what you would expect out of a comedy club or what you would want. That's great. And actually, something funny is Lucky and I started a couple years ago. Started getting contacted by small cons like all over the place to do con appearances because, like, you know, we're not. Aisha Tyler and John Benjamin, like we're easy, we're a little bit more accessible, yeah. and we're not nearly as busy and famous as those guys. And so the smaller cons would be like, "Hey, you guys want to come out and, and do this con for us?" And we're like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" And so we'd be doing um, a panel. You know, it's Lucky and I sitting on a panel talking about the show and answering questions. And then we're like, "Hey, why don't we do an improv show?" And so now we started when we go to small cons we'll do a panel one night and then the next night we'll just do an improv show for the con audience and it's become like one of our favorite things to do because it's just that never happens at a con where you actually get to see like people that would be on the panel do a show for you so it's yeah. been really fun to do that yeah that's awesome um we'll get getting into archer a little bit um you know most people, I would think, know what Archer is by this point, especially after listening to us talk to Lucky. So uh, we got a, a decent background on Archer there. But for anyone who isn't familiar with 
your very unique character, Pam Poovey. Can you tell us a little bit about her? Yeah, well, Pam uh, was introduced to me, actually, before I even got the job, as a sturdy bisexual director of human resources that everybody <laughs> shits on. Basically, they're like, she's the one that everybody shits on. Um, and she totally takes it. She totally is bad at her job. She's an irresponsible person. But I think, like, at her core, she's, like, a pretty stand-up person. You know, she grew up on a farm. She grew up on a dairy farm in Wisconsin. And um, she's just as much of a fuck-up as everybody <laughs> on the whole show is. Um, but, yeah, she she actually ended up, after season one, season one she definitely was just getting, like, shit on all the time. Yeah, but yeah. she started to kind of come into her own season two and three and become, like, this major badass that, like, is a drift car driver. She's, like, a graffiti artist. She's a bare-knuckle boxer. Like, she's just, there's nothing she can't do, which has been one of the most fun things about my job on the show is just, like, watching Pam, like, blossom into this total badass. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago with uh, um, Edie's wedding, that episode, she was a, a pretty good badass at the, towards the end of that episode, too. Yeah, it was great. And the fight scenes, like, the animation's getting better. Like, everything about the show is getting better every single season, which is amazing because it was already, like, so good to begin with. Uh, but the animators are, like, fucking killing it. Like, the fight scenes and the yeah. avalanche scene that happened earlier this season, too. Like, good God, it looks so amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said, Pam's just, she's coming to her own. She's a bit of a badass. I mean, she has confirmed kills now, you know, being a field <laughs> yeah. agent, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and actually on her on her back tattoo, um, at the <laughs> top, right. there's like hash marks, and those are yeah. all the people apparently that she's killed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, honestly, like towards these later seasons, I haven't seen the earlier seasons for a while now. Um, sometimes I'll go back and watch them, but like, you, you kind of forget that she started out in HR at, at, right. at ISIS. Like, totally. She's such a badass. But, I mean, and I mean, the, the best way to describe her, I mean, with all the the noises that she makes, the burps, and I mean, she, she really, like you said, she doesn't give a shit, which is awesome. Do you also voice, like, the multiple multitude of sounds that she makes, like the burping and things like that? Do you also have to kind of burp on spot like that? It depends. Like, every once in a while, usually, like, when they do a burp, it's uh, not me. They just put it in afterwards. Okay. And I'll always be like, come on, guys, let me try. <laughs> so I'll, like, try in the booth, and they're like, it's okay. We can totally find a better one. It, like, but all the, like, munching and like eating like that's all totally made just not burping <laughs> I, I, it's, tough. it's tough to especially on the spot like that yeah yeah i know one of the things about pam and i thought it was specific to pam but i'm starting to realize because um i i had never seen the show before we talked to lucky we, we obviously the great people over at fx sent us screener copies of uh, season five, which was Archer Vice, which I loved, mm-hmm. yeah. and mm-hmm. and then a couple episodes of, of season six, uh, this current season that we're in now. So I got to watch them, and it had always been on my to do list. It had always been in my Netflix queue. I wanted to watch it, and now I'm completely hooked. I went back to season one, and I started from the beginning, and I'm, and I'm getting caught up. And one of the things yeah, I, that's kind of what happens to people it, is like once they see one episode, they're like, "Oh, now I get it," and then they get hooked to it. Yeah, and I was I was disappointed that I had waited this long to to check it out. Right. And it, one of the things I noticed about Pam, at least at first, and now I'm starting to notice, it's not just Pam; it's pretty much every character on that show. That the one thing she was missing is a filter. That she just has none. And every totally, yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, and, and getting into that a little bit, I have to ask just because I heard that I heard it and I was curious from the beginning, where did the phrase shit snacks come from? That's you know just... what's funny is there's a, a bit of a debate about where shit snacks came from because I am for sure that Adam wrote that into a script, like for sure. And then it just kind of stuck as a catchphrase. I don't know if he was intending it as a catchphrase in the beginning, but then, like, not long ago, maybe, like, a couple years ago, we were on a panel, and Adam said that I improvised the line, shit snacks. And I was like, no way. Like, I would have <laughs> never come up with that. Like, I appreciate it, but I would have never come up with it. So he says that I improvised it, but I totally didn't. I know that he wrote it. But another funny thing is uh, Jessica Walter, the first time she met me, and we'd already, I think we were already almost in season three, and I hadn't met Jessica yet because we all record separately. Um, and I live in Atlanta, and she's in New York. And she was talking about Pam and how much she liked the character, and she said, holy shit cakes. <laughs> and I was like, that's what it should be from now on is shit cakes. <laughs> I would take credit for that, though. I mean, even if you didn't say it, if he gave you the credit for it, I would take yeah. it because that's just <laughs> that's just such Put a classic line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It should be like I, a, uh, uh, one of those license plates, the uh, vanity plates. Right. Totally. You put it on uh, Amber. You put it on a business card. Amber Nash, inventor of shit snacks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'd be perfect. Perfect marketing. Actually, come up with like I don't know. Just make it like um, chips or something, and call it shit snacks. Yeah, or like little like fudgy cake rounds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, perfect. that actually makes more sense when it comes to pan. Yeah, and there's people all the time online that'll tweet to me like pictures of them like making green Russians or shit snacks or like, you know, for the Archer premiere, they make all these ridiculous, like Archer themed snacks. It's pretty hilarious. And most of them like revolve around Pam. Cause I don't think anybody else in the show ever talks about food. <laughs> well, I mean, and well, shit snacks isn't the only phrase that she has. I mean, she uses sploosh, she uses inappropes yep. and with all the sayings and everything and, and all the voice work that you do with Pam, do you ever find yourself using those phrases in, in, in real life? You know, I don't, and I, I've like I've made a conscious effort not to, uh, because I don't want to be like that douchebag that says lines <laughs> from that show I'm on. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like I also have like a drawer full of like amazing T-shirts from the show, but I can't just like wear them around because all my friends in Atlanta are like, "Okay, hot shot, like keep it <laughs> under wraps." <laughs> I love inappropriate, by the way. I, I, I have tried... is pretty great. Yeah, I've tried to install that in my daily life. It's just, it's tough. It's tough. To, yeah, and I mean, it's starting to bleed over into other characters, too. Everybody's yeah, using it now. Yeah, I never use the word inappropriate, so I can never use the word inappropriate. It's, it's tough. Right. <laughs> um, and, and when you, I mean, when you do the, when you do the character, Pam, the voice, you know, obviously, as we're talking to you, you can tell, you do, you have to use a little bit of inflection in your voice that, you know, not every voice is just talking. Like, I can talk and do a voice. Um do you have any other characters outside of Archer that you've come up with, like in your improv or anything like that? You'll that you'll use? Oh yeah, God, I've got tons of them. Because um, doing improv, like you, you, we're always doing character work because our theater does a lot of that. And so we do like uh, for years, probably sixteen years now, we've been doing um, Scandal, which is an improvised soap opera. And so when a season of that show starts, you play one character for like twelve weeks. Um, so there's characters from that and there's characters from just improv shows. Like I, I have my favorite character and everybody that works with me at the theater will tell you this is like, I love playing an old man. 
like an old prospector <laughs> that usually ends up being a ghost. <laughs> People are like, oh, here comes Amber with her old prospector character again, but I just love it. It's my absolute favorite. And, you know, like Southern people and, um, you know, Hispanic ladies, I've got, I've got tons. I'm not actually really great at doing voices. There's so many people out there that are so good at doing voices and accents and stuff like that. I'm not really great at it, but I'm pretty okay at coming up with a voice for a character. Like if I'm auditioning for something and I get to see a picture of what the character is going to look like, it's like really fun to kind of noodle around and figure out what that character is going to sound like, you know? Yeah. It's- yeah. I think, I think voice acting is such a, a cool and, and probably a very fun thing to do. And you, the way you're talking, it sounds like uh, that's pretty much exactly how it is. Yeah, it's so fun. I absolutely love it. And the great thing is, is like I don't have to brush my hair, you know. Yeah. I don't even have to get out of my pajamas <laughs> if I'm doing it at home. That's true. I didn't think about that. Um, outside of Archer, I mean, when you're just obviously, you know, being part of a voice actor, um, not everybody uses Google and knows what you look like. Um, right. You know, do you ever get recognized just from your voice, you know, out on – the streets, as they say? It's only happened one time, and I, I don't even know how true the story is, but I was actually at the theater, and I was doing a show, and a woman in the audience was watching the show, and she kept, like, thinking that she recognized my voice, and she's like, what is it? What is going on? And then she Googled my name, because it had been announced at the beginning of the show, and she realized that I was Pam from Archer. So she actually did recognize my voice and figure out who I was based on that. You said uh, shit snacks on stage, didn't you? <laughs> no, no, never. <laughs> That's how she recognized your yeah, voice. She's like, where have I heard shit snacks before? <laughs> <laughs> after, I mean, after seeing your voice paired with Pam, I mean, Pam is this, you know, uh, it's hard to describe her, but she's a hot mess, obviously. Uh, are they shocked to find out what you actually look like? Because, I mean, I, I think ev- every time I see you know, an animated show, and I look. There's very few people. Maybe Jessica Walter might be the only one who looks like she sounds on the show. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. People are usually a little shocked, usually. But if, if I'm on a panel, like people are more shocked by what John Benjamin looks like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I would say he that. Looks so different <laughs> from Archer. Uh, but everybody on the on the show talks about how all the characters look similar enough to the actor that plays them that if there was like a live action movie that they could play their character even like Chris and Cyril and, and Judy and Cheryl like they all kind of could yeah. pass with a little bit of makeup you know oh I think out but of all not the, John and not me I think out of all the characters I think Chris Parnell or Cyril is I think that's pretty spot on I mean I think that looks totally. like Chris Parnell yeah so um, yeah and, and Aisha with um, she she does I think you and um, H. John Benjamin are the only two that, like, are, are just way off base when it yeah. comes to the character. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, Adam, I just thought about this, too. Um, if, if we can get Amber in contact with Helium, uh, you know, and get her and Lucky down here, we know two other comic improv comics that we've spoken to that maybe we can yeah. team them up with them. That's true. We, uh... we, we've spoken to Colin Mockery and Brad Sherwood from Who's Line as well. I've actually, I know Colin very well. He's actually been down to our theater a ton of times. So, you know, we love performing with that guy. That'd be they awesome. Are, well, they're coming to Easton in November, which is uh, probably about, I don't know, from Philly, what would you say, Ben? Maybe like an hour and a half? Uh, Easton, yeah, maybe about an hour and 20. It's not yeah. not far. There you go. Awesome. Let's hook it up. Yeah, let's work I don't know. Out. <laughs> uh, 
the other who's the other person? Brad Sherwood. He was another. He, oh, I, I, yeah, I don't know him. I've never met him before, but yeah, I know Colin well, very well. Yeah, Brad's been touring with Colin, I think, for what, like 12, 11, 11, 12. 11, 12 years? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So, um, I know I'm a big component. I'm a big person. I've just recently gotten into the cons and things like that, and I love dressing up at Halloween parties. And uh, especially more recently, I've seen quite a few pictures of people going to Halloween parties and events and conventions, and they're cosplaying as Pam now. I, I've, mm-hmm. I've seen quite a few people doing that. How does that make you feel to know that you're voicing like a character that people love and embrace enough that they're willing to mimic it like like that? Oh my god, it's the coolest thing ever. I think it's actually the best part of my my job. The first time that I ever saw somebody cosplaying as Pam was at Dragon Con, which is the big con that happens in Atlanta. Yeah, and it was a man dressed <laughs> as Pam, and he looked impeccable, like. His, uh, like, his girlfriend, I think, is a makeup artist. He had, like, the perfect hair. Because for a long time, people were having a hard time finding, like, a good Pam wig. Yeah, he yeah. looked amazing. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and then this past year, I went back to Dragon Con. We did our we have a podcast called Dad's Garage Radio that Lucky and I do with another guy named Mike Schatz. And we did the podcast at the con. And there was an Archer Cosplay uh, photo meetup that was happening and I went to it, and I got my picture taken with, like, 20 Pams. And it was like, I was just like, I could just die now. Like, I could die, and you guys could all eat my body. <laughs> that would be so Pam. Yeah. Uh, I know, right? Do you, uh, do you like going to the cons and stuff? Do you do a lot of them? I do. I don't do a ton of them. Like, before I started doing Archer and was getting invited to go to cons. I wasn't like a con person. Like Lucky, I'm sure talked to you about it. Totally was. Like he's all about it. I am unfortunately like not as much of a nerd as I would like to be. So I I don't know a lot of what's going on when I go to a con. Um, But I do like going and I like, like, I mean, who cannot enjoy like people wanting to talk to you and tell you that you're nice and great and talented, you know, (laughs) it's super nice to meet people and everybody's so cool and so excited to meet you that it's like, of course I want to do this. It's so much fun. And like just walking around, because when I go to Comic-Con in San Diego, being from Atlanta where Dragon Con is, like there's so many amazing costumes and people like put so much work into it and wear a different costume every day of the con. And it's so amazing. And there's not as much of that at San Diego Comic-Con, and even at New York Comic-Con. So I kind of like the smaller cons. They're they're just like a little bit crazier. You, know, you don't know what you're going to see. Yeah. Yeah, we, um, we, we went to our first one this past year over in Philly, and then I went to another one actually pretty local to me. It's a smaller one, probably like similar to Dragon Con in, uh, in Allentown. Yeah. And I agree. I mean, like, like obviously in, in Philly it's not – so media frenzy that it you know like san diego is where i can see that not a lot of people wear them but the, the costumes there were absolutely crazy like i i didn't know we be we both didn't know what to expect ben and i both but i mean i i really was not prepared at all for what i was gonna see when it came to the costumes yeah and you see a lot of like nudity like people are like oh now's my chance to not wear any clothes in public which is also fun <laughs> yeah it's very true well i mean other than the cons and then um, with improv and stuff, what do you usually do? Like you said, Archer doesn't always keep you that busy. Um, what else do you do to keep yourself busy when you guys aren't in production? You know, uh, most of it's theater, and my, my husband is actually the artistic director of Dad's Garage, so I'm kind of like always doing something theater-related. 
But other than that, if I'm not, like, working at the theater or doing Archer, I'm usually writing or um, playing with my dog. And that's okay, pretty dog. much all my day consists of. <laughs> what kind of dog is he or her? She, uh, Her name's Carol, and she is a... Well, I don't really actually know what she is. She's a total mutt, but one okay. of the people that lives at my building described her as um, a pit bull supermodel mix because she looks like a pit bull, but she's, like, gorgeous and has really long legs. <laughs> yeah, she's the best. You didn't name her Carol after the, the show, did you? Well, no, that's no, Cheryl. No, I named her Carol after no, Carol that's, Burnett. That's Cheryl. Cheryl. Yeah. Carol. She changed her name so much in the first season. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. How often do you and Lucky record uh, the Dad's Garage podcast? We try to do it once a week. Sometimes it's like once every other week. Um, But, yeah, we do it about once a week, uh, depending on everybody's schedule. And we do it just about anywhere. Like, we'll do it at my house or Lucky's house, or we'll go to a Mexican restaurant and do it there. And (laughs) when we have guests in at Dad's, we'll we'll do, like, special guest stuff. Like, Colin was actually on our podcast. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty fun. We have a big stupid time. I mean, we're it's not about anything. Like, it's just a bunch of people shooting the shit. So, if you like to listen to that, then it's good for people. If you don't, then you might get kind of bored. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm asking because I'd like to I'd like to check it out. I mean, are you guys available on iTunes? Yeah. Yeah, and SoundCloud and it's uh Dad's Garage Radio is what it's called. Awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out. You guys should think about doing if you ever do a convention, I know you guys said you do like live improv shows, but you guys should do like a podcast recording at a convention too. Yeah, yeah. Well, we did that at uh, at DragonCon, and it's so fun. It's so much fun to have an audience. We it was the first time we'd done it with an audience, and we're like, that is way better than doing it with a bunch of people staring at each other in a room, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, before uh, before we let you get going, um, it's Oscar season. Do you watch? Have you seen any of the Oscar nomination movies? Because we've been the past few weeks, we've been reviewing uh, a couple movies each week. Have you seen any of the eight uh, nominees? You know, I because I'm a, a member of the union, I get the screeners for the Screen Actors Guild Awards, which a lot of times are uh, similar to what's going to be in the Oscars. So I've seen a lot of them, I think, but not all of them because I don't know how to hook my DVD player back up since I hook <laughs> the speakers up to my TV. <laughs> um, let's see. What have I seen? Is the is Birdman nominated? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Is it nominated for Best Picture? Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's, that, that, I think, was probably one of the best movies I've seen in a really long time. I actually I absolutely love Birdman. Yeah, yeah I, we're actually about um, to review that in, uh, right after we get done talking to you. That's one nice. of our movies. Yeah, yeah, I really loved it. No, really no loved we're not. It. We reviewed it last week. Oh, yeah. You're, you're right. <laughs> we're, reviewing, we're reviewing Whiplash and Theory of Everything this week. Shows you how much I paid attention to last <laughs> week's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, Amber, it's been great talking to you. We, we definitely want to, uh, you know, encourage people to go and check out Archer. It's on FX Thursday nights at 10 o'clock. Uh, we want to encourage people to follow you on Twitter at Amber C. Nash. Uh, and I think you're behind Pam's Twitter account as well, right? Yes. Yeah. At Pam's Gossip Train. I also tweet for her. Yeah. Um, so we definitely want to encourage people to go to those two Twitter accounts, check it out, check out Archer every Thursday night on FX at 10 o'clock. Uh, this has been great. We, ha- we have to have you on again, and we definitely have to work on getting you and Lucky up, or da- up here to Philly. Absolutely. We will we'll be on a plane as soon as we figure it out. We'd love to do that. Maybe we can host the show, Adam. There you go. Yeah, that'd be so much fun. Yeah, we could do that. And then we could do a podcast afterwards. Oh, that would be awesome. It's going to be a long night. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I'm, I'm in for it. I'm committed. 
<laughs> so, uh, Amber, thanks again. This this was great. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. It was fun.